Hey team, well uh, I was travelling a little bit at the end of last week, a few speaking engagements, and I didn't get the chance to cover the second leaders debate between Prime Minister Chris Hipkins and the person who wants to be the next Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon. And there were a couple of interesting questions and answers that I just wanted to highlight. Let's check it out. So debates can be pretty raucous affairs and no more so than when you have two politicians who want the top job in New Zealand. And, well, in the debate last week, Chris Hipkins certainly came out firing. He was interjecting, very animated, a very different approach to the first debate. He was on the attack. And that's because Labour has lost almost half of its voters since the 2020 election. And he has to attempt to get them back. There is a lot of 2020 voter regret. Maybe you're one of them. Now, in case you missed the debate, I just want to show you a couple of questions that interested me. Although, this was, in my view, the most intelligent section of the debate. We're making public transport yeah. cheap. He doesn't, he doesn't mention that anymore, though. He doesn't mention that anymore. What about your GST policy? These are things that we have done already. The things that we want to do <laughs> on this campaign, I like doesn't mention that anymore. Hey, we're going to ask you, we're gonna ask you the one you didn't mention there, well, which is the GST. you asked me a question. You asked me a question. Yeah, but I'm going to ask you the GST policy now, but you didn't bring it up, so let me ask a question. Yeah, excellent. Lots of intelligence there, wasn't there? Lots of interjections. Now, during the leaders' debate, Christopher Luxon was asked whether he stands by his statement that abortion is tantamount to murder. Uh, it is. And you'll see that Luxon fails to answer the question, but he does correctly identify that people are allowed to hold different positions, which, of course, the media aren't too keen on allowing. But once again, he makes a declaration that he won't touch a law that is tantamount to murder. Uh, you'll notice also Chris Hipkins, who is very pro-abortion, attacks national MPs who are pro-life but completely fails to acknowledge that nine Labour MPs voted against the extreme abortion bill. Of course, the big loser in all of this is the unborn child. Let's check it out. You know, a lot of women out there say that they can't vote for you because of your personal principle on abortion. Do you, re uh. Do you regret saying that it's tantamount to murder? What I've said very clearly is I would resign over any change to our abortion laws, access or funding. The reality is that our abortion laws were discussed in 2018. They are settled. As Prime, Minister, as Prime Minister, I represent all the views of all New Zealanders. Those laws will stay intact. Our, our funding and our access will stay intact. And, and if they change, I'll resign. You haven't answered the question, though. He, you were asked whether you think abortion is tantamount to murder. No, he was asked whether he regrets it, and he can say whether he regrets it. Well, what I've said is very clearly is if our abortion laws change, I'll resign. You, you still haven't answered the question. Well, we, we all have different views, Chris, about pro-life or pro-choice views. I've been very clear that actually those laws have been settled. The discussion happened, the debate happened, the laws are settled. I represent all New Zealanders and act in their interests. Christopher, I can I represent understand why women are nervous, because there are a laws. lot of people in your caucus that do want to see the abortion laws changed. That's change. not going to happen. You've got members in your team who celebrated the Supreme Court decision in the US, celebrated and Chris, the Supreme had Court decision in, your caucus in the US that would have had a to reverse the abortion laws, laws as well. The key thing okay. is the I'm going to move on now to you, Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris Hipkins needs to take a look at his own house. There are some pro-life MPs still in Labour, surprisingly. Uh, but once again, Christopher Luxon simply won't answer the question, and that is that he believes abortion is tantamount to murder. Why doesn't he say that? 
Uh, and another question, just two nights after National MP and possibly the next Minister of Education, Erica Stanford, said that nobody has raised any issues with her about things like transgender toilets and the gender curriculum, the transgender curriculum, which New Zealand First is opposed to, uh, but is an issue in schools. Uh, in fact, let me just show you that video clip, and it's from the youth debate where New Zealand First were raising the whole issue of the gender ideology in schools uh, being driven and causing issues with toilets. But uh, Erica Stanford said, no, nobody's raised the issue with her. Here's what she said. National, I'm going to go to you. Your leader, Christopher Luxon, said that this bathroom's policy is on another planet and that voters care about the cost of living, not bathrooms. But is that just you guys avoiding the issue either way? No, I just don't think that it is. I go into schools every day of the week because it's my portfolio and I ask them this question how do you deal with it especially in a primary school where you've got uh, a child who is gender diverse and the schools say well we just deal with it mm -hmm. we we have a either use a staff bathroom or we assign them a bathroom and yep. it's not a problem mm -hmm. schools are a good you know what it's really not a problem mm. um, and so I just think that it's just something that's a distraction from the really big issues around the economy and cost of living and our enormous debt and how we're going to deal with it those are the things that people as you said overwhelmingly said tonight about what they wanted to hear about um, because th those are the yeah, issues interesting so she says gender ideology in schools and the outcomes of that including toilets which actually uh, some transgender kids refuse to use a neutral toilets. So they want to use the toilets of their choice. So that does cause problems. But anyway, she says there's no problem. But in the leaders' debate, leader Christopher Luxon, with Chris Hipkins, was admitting that it is an issue with concerns about the age appropriateness and parental consultation. Uh, in fact, at a recent public meeting in East Auckland, Luxon was reported as saying he's hearing from parents a lot about this issue. So that's good. The message is getting through. But as you'll see from this clip, no such joy from Chris Hipkins. But remember, he was the Minister of Education when these relationships and sexuality education, gender ideology guidelines came in. Let's talk sex education uh, now because sex education isn't just about sex anymore. Uh, kids at our primary schools are talk about sex, sexuality and gender. Christopher Luxon, is it a teacher's job to do that? Uh, it's both a teacher and a parental responsibility. Primarily, it should be done by the parents in the home, as teaching the basics should be done by the teachers. But equally, we expect parents to do reading, writing and maths as well, and we should expect our teachers to do sex education as they have done for many years. So you're happy with gender and everything being taught to our kids in primary uh, Well, what, I, what, what, what has happened is that... In fairness, are you happy with it? Well, no, I'm not, because essentially what's happened... Let me explain what's happened, because it is important. So what are you going to change? Is that the government's had a curriculum around sex education and sexuality uh, education, and it's actually got a new one, and it's issued guidelines to schools and they have been variably implemented up and down the country. What I want is a really defined curriculum that's age appropriate, that experts have had a good look at, that parents are consulted and then parents still have choice if they don't want to participate. This is a they really long answer. Is, well, no, it's important it sounds like you want gender out of it. No, it is important. What, what, what do you think of this question? No, no, I want it resolved so we have a single curriculum that's actually age appropriate and that parents are consulted about. Sounds like he wants gender out of there. No, we, we have a sex education curriculum now. Schools do have to consult with their parent communities. I can tell you, with, as a parent with kids at school at the moment, I was consulted on what my kids were being taught about. I agree with that approach. But I do think that schools have a role here. The sad reality is, at home, some kids aren't learning about this mm -hmm. stuff. And they do deserve to have those facts. Yeah, and in fact, since then, just uh, yesterday, Labour released their so-called rainbow policy 
and this is what it said. Hipkins said Labour would accelerate the progress made for Rainbow students and work with schools and teachers to promote safe and inclusive environments. Schools would be encouraged to adopt the Ministry of Education's sexuality education guidelines, which teachers would be given professional indoctrination, uh, sorry, development on understanding sexual orientation. That's uh, all 200 plus of those sexualities. Gender diversity, oh, uh, that's all 112 of them. I think that's growing. And variations of sex characteristics. Uh, and he says relationship and sexuality education would be reviewed as part of the 2024 health curriculum refresh. And Labour would ensure the curriculum and environments in schools must be safe and inclusive by promoting gender neutral bathrooms and uniforms and rainbow inclusive curricula. So if you think the current RSE curriculum is radical, Labour says you ain't seen nothing yet. But then again, National sort of saying, well, it's not an issue, but then they're saying it is an issue. Yeah. Uh, and just finally, re-legalising cannabis. Now, interestingly, last week in the One News debate, Chris Hipkins was asked in a quickfire question, would he decriminalise cannabis? And both he and Christopher Luxon correctly said no. Should cannabis de be decriminalised? No. No. Yeah, that, so that was pretty straightforward, wasn't it? In this News Hub debate, Patrick Gower asked them again, but asked Chris Hipkins, the Prime Minister, about his inconsistency because he said he voted yes in the referendum to legalising cannabis, but now he's saying no. And just note the question that Patrick Gower asks. It's a loaded question because people do not get locked up for cannabis offences alone. It's actually very hard to get into jail these days, as you know. But no, there are always additional charges related to the drugs or repeated offending or dealing or breach of parole. So ignore the misleading question, but it does seem that Hipkins doesn't quite know where he stands, but Christopher Luxon is unequivocal with a great response. I'm going to move on to you now, now Chris Kims. You say that you voted for the legalisation of cannabis in the referendum. Yes, I did. OK, it's still illegal, obviously, but and people are getting charged with cannabis offences all the time. As someone who hasn't done a single thing about decriminalising cannabis, how can you stand by and watch people get locked up for it? I recognise the decision of the New Zealand public. The New Zealand public were given that choice and they did not vote for it. I'm talking that. about decriminalisation and you abandon your principles to help people like that. Look, I wouldn't, rule, like out, I wouldn't rule out further changes in the future. I would like to approach this on a bipartisan basis. Issues around drugs and decriminalisation and treating drugs more as a health issue should be approached on a bipartisan basis. So yeah, so uh, as you can see, a bit of a difference there. Yes, no, says Chris Hipkins. Uh, but Christopher Luxon is uh, dead right. You use the law to get people into treatment. So it can be a both a legal and a health approach. So that is the second debate. One more to go, but people are voting already. The polling booths have opened today. Have you made up your mind yet?